Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear friends, in the beginning, we last read the first page of the Bible last June on Trinity Sunday. In the beginning, the first words of the Bible in English, words that are a monument in Western culture, like certain words of Shakespeare or certain words of Abraham Lincoln. In the beginning, today Dove of Peace observes the baptism of our Lord, the baptism of Jesus. It's set aside with its own day in the church year. It is adjacent to the Christmas season because some early Christians thought that the baptism of Jesus was really the beginning of the Christian story. And the book in their hands is Mark. Mark, the shortest of the four Gospels, begins not with the birth of Jesus, not with the genealogy of Jesus, but with his baptism. I've said that twice already during the Christmas season, but here today Mark says it in his own words. And I read you the first sentence, the first verse, because it is one of the most overlooked verses in the Bible. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. I could teach for a year on that verse. I could write a book on that verse. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Writing this sermon, I had to note that verse 1 of Mark is not actually a sentence, at least not according to my high school English teacher. It is a noun phrase, a headline, a title. Among other things, the first verse, not sentence, of Mark uses our word of the day, beginning. And, of course, the fourth gospel, John, deliberately imitates today's reading, Genesis, when John opens his gospel with the words, in the beginning was the word. Genesis, Mark, John, Three books of the Bible that use beginning in the very first sentence, or the very first noun phrase, according to my high school English teacher. Why are beginnings so important? I have always been a churchgoer, big surprise. Before I became a pastor, Whenever I would visit a new church, I would meet the pastor, and the pastor would usually ask me where I was from. 
Some of them would ask me about my last name. Was I by chance related to some other Springer who might be a pastor or a farmer or a controversial talk show host? <laughs> then I became a pastor myself. And now I ask people, where are you from? And who are you related to? And when I meet a new pastor for the first time, she or he will inevitably ask me where I went to seminary. Where are you from? Who's your family? Who trained you? These are questions we ask because we think that a person's beginnings will tell us something important about them. We think. Beginnings interpret how things are. We look to the past to understand and interpret the present. Beginnings interpret how things are, who we are, and that can be a limit. In human history, it frequently is a limit. In the United States of America, until the Civil War, slavery was legal. That seems incredibly cruel and unjust to us today, not really all that much later, but back then, there were a variety of explanations that were used to justify slavery, and they always had to do with origins, with beginnings. The origin of Africans, for example. And Christians used their Bibles to explain where black people came from in God's plan and why it was their destiny to be treated as less than human and to be enslaved. And when someone would come along and say, well, I disagree with that, people would go back to the origins, back to the beginning to explain why. The week has seven days Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. The names of pagan gods. Somebody texted me the other day, Christmas, on a Thursday morning, and said, uh, it's Thursday. There are three movies about Thor showing today. <laughs> Thor. So they're named for pagan gods. The Christians never liked that, by the way. Church tried to change that. First day, second day, third day, fourth. Never caught on. Why are there seven days in the week and not ten? The answer is Genesis chapter 1. Genesis says God created the world in six days and rested on the seventh. And because of that assertion, that description of how it was in the beginning when the cake was baked, because of that we have seven days in our week. Not 10, not 5, 7. Genesis page 1, the beginning. 
Why do many people believe that women are subordinate to men? It depends. A lot of the people who believe that are men. (laughs) But some of them will also use Genesis chapter 2 and chapter 3 as proof that females are weaker than males or more dependent. It's how the cake was baked. It's in the structure of the universe. It's the way we were made. That's a very forceful argument and one that does not give you much room to dissent. The gospel writers, New Testament, and Mark is the gospel writer we will be dealing with the most during 2018. The gospel writers therefore want us to see the beginning in a certain way. Because how we view the beginning is going to shape how we view and live in the present. Mark's gospel begins and ends with a violent tearing open. Tearing, tearing. In this morning's reading, in this morning's gospel reading, the heavens are torn open. In the original language, it's a very violent verb. It's not like a door opening. It's ripping, tearing. And when we get to Good Friday at the end of March, actually Palm Sunday, Mark will tell us that while Jesus was on the cross dying, the curtain in the temple was torn open. Using that same violent verb for tearing that he uses in this morning's gospel. What the beginning of Jesus' ministry tells us, according to Mark, is that the boundary between heaven and earth is being opened, a portal is being opened, which is dramatic enough, but it's not just being open, it's being torn open because of the persistent, tenacious love of God for the human race. And that's a potentially happy thought for us because it means that those other beginnings, those other stories of where we are from are themselves subject to God's review and God's decision. And in the story, according to Mark, the beginning of the good news, the beginning The beginning, rather than creating boundaries, rather than creating limits, tears them down. So on this second Sunday in January, when the year is still new 
I don't start my New Year's resolutions until February because I know they're condemned if I start them. I don't go to the gym on January 2nd because it's going to be crowded. But I go on February 1st and it's not going to be crowded. The year is still new. The baptism of Jesus, the baptism of our Lord, signals to us that a new beginning is very possible for us, perhaps inevitable for us. And that should give anyone hope. God is not finished yet. The first page of the story is not the end of the story. The first page of the story is not always the only part of our story. May that potential and that hope be a light for you as it is for me in the new year ahead. Amen. <laughs>